Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And Grace, I got a package today. <gasps> what? I got a package, a nice little um, envelope that said, do not fold on it. Um, <laughs> do you have any idea what might have been in that package? Well, how was it addressed, I think, is the most important part. Oh, of let me hold on. Let me grab it. It says... It says Matt Tamanini, Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini, and then my address. So <laughs> if I didn't know who it was from by the sticker on the top, I probably oh. could have guessed. I just needed you to know it was it was a it was a top priority gift. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for sending me um, the as of yet not available to the public. No. Grace Aki made it print of uh, Ted Lasso. So very nice. Well, it's not a print. That oh, one not. is, that's no. the original. That's why I gave it to you. Cause I was oh like, god. I wanted you to have the original painting Oh my god! and I, everybody else will get the prints. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I couldn't read your handwriting on the card all the time. Oh, so. You know what guys, here's the thing. In third grade, I got really overzealous and I was like, I'm going to be the best penmanship. Like I'm going to have the best penmanship and I'm going to do cursive. Like nobody's ever seen. And that's still true to this day because no one can read my handwriting. <laughs> And nobody does cursive anymore. So I applaud you for stick to it, uh, sticking to it. Uh, but it was, it was lovely. And um, you, you, it's a, a Frida card as well that you sent me. Yeah, um, my favorite. Which is amazing. So you are a wonderful human being. Thank you for sending that to me, especially because I mentioned it the last time yes. we saw each other. So... <laughs> Well, we have, we have to say, I was saving it for the end of the show, but here it is. Um, we were sitting at Sherlock Carol and, um, Matt was like, oh, have you, have you come out with the Ted Lasso art prints? Cause I do art as well, like visual art. And, um, I hadn't released them yet because I haven't had time to go get prints made at my local print shop. Um, but I had, I, I had done the original knowing that I was going to be giving it to Matt anyways. And Aww. also like, thank you for this wonderful trip. And so I was just like, nope, haven't released it yet. <laughs> I knew that it was just waiting in the mail for you to get back to. That's amazing. Because you had said, we were talking about, not to get too far on this point, but you were talking about like, okay, because you were leaving New York and you were right. kind of like shutting down the shop for the holidays and stuff. So that's why I asked. And lo and mm -hmm. behold, it arrived and it is lovely and it'll go with all of my other um, Grace Aki made it um, artwork, including um, at least one Stephen Sondheim one. I know I have the End of the Woods one. I know I have Hades Town. Um, is that the only? Do I have? Do I have a Sunday in the Park with George one, or is it just Into the I've Woods? I've not done that only okay. because it is already kind of based on someone else's incredible painting, and Fair. I just feel really sacrilegious. That makes sense. Unless I did like Act Two, Decrepit Bernadette Peters, which that honestly awesome. is my brand. That, so that, that would be awesome. It's in the works. Yeah. All right. Awesome. There we go. All right. Anyway, oh. so thank you very much. That is very kind of you, and I will treasure it forever. Oh, thanks, Matt. I'm so glad. Uh, so, you know, getting into the news today, sometimes I'm like, I can't write this shit. And <laughs> oh um, listen, are you ready for my... I've been uh, born ready. What's the buzz? We're going to tell you what's happening. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. The U.S. touring production of Jesus Christ Superstar suspended James D. Beeks, the actor playing Judas, after he was arrested on charges related to the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. That is a real thing that we are talking about right now. Hmm. So Beeks, whose stage name is, and I can't make this up, James T. Justice. But it, that's new. Like, that's not been well, his had several, name. Yeah, it's, it's, he's had several names. Yeah, like this is James T. Justice is like what he changed it to post January 6th. 
My God, what is this so world? He has been proven to be an affiliate of the Oath Keepers, which is a far right uh, anti-government militia organization that did participate in the January 6th riots. Beeks is, quote, suspended from the company indefinitely pending the outcome of the hearing. The production is giving its full cooperation to the authorities while the investigation is ongoing. He has been charged with obstruction of Congress, which is a felony, as well as charged with a misdemeanor for unlawfully entering a restricted building. They were able to they were please, able to identify please, him because please please tell me tell them this part. Okay, they were able to identify him that he was in the DC area because he went to an ATM wearing his Michael Jackson bad tour jacket because he is also a Michael Jackson impersonator. Um like he's he's written about it like it's Michael Jackson was very informative to him growing up as a performer. That's true for a lot of people. Sure. But the fact that they were able to <laughs> ID him based on this ATM video footage of I, I just it's funny. That's all I'm saying. I'm funny if well yes, yeah, sad, but funny doesn't even begin to cover the ridiculousness of this story one that it's the actor playing judas like yeah that is perfect start at square one with this one. yeah the the actor james delasco beaks i think is what he went by before changes his name to james t justice i want to know what the t stands for well there yeah don't know you're any <laughs> <laughs> James Could Tyranny be. Justice? Yes. I'm not sure. Six Semper Tyrannus. Yes. And then um, the fact that he got caught because he was also wearing his Michael Jackson impersonating costume is just like, uh, but as the kids say, chef's kiss. Like you could not write well, this. Also, it's not it's not proven, but there is a rumor that he was arrested literally as they were arriving to their next city on this tour, like off the plane. And I'm just like, Lord, (laughs) Lordy, Lordy. Uh, Yeah. I mean, because they are starting performances in Toronto, so they definitely had to get him before he went to Canada, um, which is amazing. They will be here in Orlando in June. So I have tickets to see them. Obviously, we'll almost certainly not see James um, Tiramisu Justice or whatever the hell his T stands we for. We need Brandon Victor Dixon back is, is the point. Oh, This, this so is good. time to or, shine once again. Or I believe Heath Saunders played the part when the tour yeah. kind of like originated itself with a production in Chicago. Um, he's obviously mm-hmm. busy being in company right now, but yeah, I would take it. I would certainly take it. Very cool. So because there's so much there was so much weekend news and I was not I did not get the honor of being on yesterday's show. Uh. where You all got to relive all these wonderful Sondheim moments. Um, But this one kind of got buried and we definitely want to talk about it. So one week after the Geffen Playhouse in the West Coast premiered uh, the play Paradise Blue by playwright Dominic Morisot, she has pulled the show and canceled the remainder of their run, citing harm to its black women artists. So on Wednesday, last Wednesday, they issued a statement saying that her decision came uh, after she discovered the Black women artists involved with the show were being verbally abused and diminished. She goes on to say, I wrote an email after email, drew lines in the sand, and even gave grace and mercy that was not necessarily warranted. Morisot wrote, uh, I was met with bold-faced dishonesty, commitments to do a thing, and then doing the exact opposite of that commitment. And in the process, I watched more and more of my creative team continue to be harmed. 
when harm is reported to a theater and the theater has the final say on how the harm will be addressed, but does not address it appropriately. She said, it's time to pull the plug. So that's what she did. Um, pretty, I mean, thank you. Uh, so the Geffen yeah. theater issued a statement to the times that read an incident between the members of the production was brought to our attention. We did not respond decisively in addressing it as a result of these missteps. Some members of the production felt unsafe and not fully supported. Uh, and then they, you know, they basically, they apologized and they're figuring it out, but, um, they did, uh, you know, more so also went on to say something to the extent of like, you know, I don't want to say like Gavin Playhouse is where she has premiered other parts of the Detroit, the Detroit project, which is like mm -hmm. her three play uh, cycle uh, for like Skeleton Crew. She did that one like two years ago there. And now it's set to open on on Broadway in January. Again, when I saw <laughs> Dominic Morisot pulls the plug, I went, oh, on Felicia Rashad. Um, Felicia Rashad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just kind of, um, it's disheartening to hear, but I really appreciate her advocating for her people. That's nuts and important. Well, it's interesting because this is the second time that we've seen a black playwright pull a show from a Los Angeles-based theater company because we saw Jeremy O'Harris pull Slave Play from the uh, Center Theater Group's Mark Taper form. Now, they eventually... Then, yeah. They eventually resolved that and it, it will now still be part of the season. But like, I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't have a point to that other than it's a coincidence. I I know Jeremy O'Harris has pulled his shows from other places before. Um, so uh, and, and it's obviously different than like pulling a show from New York where um, in a lot of cases they are commercial productions. So you're actually a little bit more intimately involved with that. But yeah. what this shows is the power of the playwright. You know, one of the few benefits that theater writers have over their big or small screen counterparts is the complete and total ownership over their work. The, you know, film writers are like the low people on the totem pole when it comes to the movie industry. The writers for TV shows, there's usually a head writer, but then they have a writer's room and they are just like mm -hmm. contributing to it. So they don't really have any ownership of that either. So it is nice to see that for the fact that they don't get as much money as their as their colleagues working in other mediums, that they are able to flex their muscles when they think things aren't being done correctly. So uh, as we applauded Jeremy, um, we applaud Dominique uh, for taking a stand here and doing the right thing to protect her people because she is the one who has more control um, over something like this than, than anybody else. So good for her and uh, get your shit together, Gaffin. Yeah. The only, the last thing I want to say on this is that my brain like first went there. Right. And then the second part went, wait, um, all those people now don't have jobs and that's what yeah. hurt, you know, cause, cause the people that are getting, um, the brunt of all this are the people that were already harmed. You know, the people that are, were part of the production now yeah. they're out of that contract, which sucks. So, um, I really hope that they are able to either find a new home for this show, um, get new work soon, blah, 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 because that, that part killed me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the conversation that Dominique mm -hmm. had with them. Cause I'm sure she didn't do this uh, without, yeah, without yeah. speaking to the people who were intimately involved. So I am sure that that was part of the calculus made in, in making this decision. Fair enough. So let's take a moment from the show to talk about our Patreon. So we at Broadway Radio, we're so eager, excited, aggressively 
pumped to get you more exclusive content, roundtable discussions, interviews. Matt, Matt does them five times a day. Truly, like, like you are cranking it out like nobody's business. And we're able to keep the lights on thanks to you all, our patrons and listeners. So thank you so much. And please continue to support us through our Patreon subscriber base. Engage with us across social media platforms. Literally, that's the reason people know about this. Is yeah. Whenever you say like, oh, I listen to Broadway radio, that is such a boon. Like also for my ego, let's face it. Yeah. So um, we're excited about all of the new and upcoming shows that, I mean, I'm literally planted in Chicago in this moment, hopefully to bring you some more content about what's going on in other parts of the, mm. the U.S. For theater wise, well, besides New York. So there you go. Yeah. Well, two things. I have two yeah. interviews that will be coming out this week. One is the James Harkness interview that was supposed to come out last Saturday, but obviously oh. we we bumped that because Peter and James did a, a special episode on the passing of Stephen Sondheim. So that one will be coming out this week. And just last night, well, just on Sunday night, I interviewed the absolute living le- legend Tova Feldshu. Um, she is doing uh, Being Dr. Ruth in New York. It starts performances later this week. So those two interviews um, will be in the feeds this coming week. And of course, um, they will be in Patreon first. The other thing is, you're talking, Grace, about um, covering theater outside of New York. There might be an announcement coming in the semi-near future about Broadway Radio doing more for theater outside of New York. So I'm just saying, pay attention oh, oh, to that. Oh, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll drop that when it is ready. But uh, uh, good looking out there. <laughs> In unfortunate COVID news, I'm sorry, I have to bring the show here, but here we are. Uh, Chicago canceled its Monday and Tuesday evening performances this week due to COVID-19 cases in the company. They canceled Saturday evening performances after two employees tested positive for COVID-19. And then they had planned to resume performances on Monday, but now they're saying like, no, we're just going to resume on Thursday because they're dark on Wednesday anyways. So last week, I mean, I saw, I remember seeing a, uh, the call board of um, almost all of their principals were out because they were sick or otherwise. And now this, and, you know, we're getting into the cold season and the holidays, and this is just bound to happen again. So I am just, I'm not saying that this is why this is happening. Cause I don't know. And I am also not a scientist, but this is just one more reason to, again, please abstain from being at the stage door, thank people on mm-hmm. social media, reach out to them, tell them how wonderful they were. Um, and then if they can get back to you, great. Uh, but I believe that right now we just really need to keep everybody safe and just make sure that your mask is over your nose because I was in a theater the other night and I was just like, you know where it goes. <laughs> yeah, Please. Well, and I will tell you, Grace, we went and saw Freestyle Love Supreme together. Yeah. And um, one very, very popular person uh, was the show's guest star. And this person engenders quite a lot of love from younger fans. Um, and that is um, Jordan Fisher. And he apparently had quite the line of folks trying to meet him after the show yeah. as he was leaving the stage door, which is uh, great that I, that all of the fans love him so much, but not great when we're still trying to keep everybody healthy. Um, and he's got to open his own show here in the next week, I believe, um, he, as he will reopen Dear Evan Hansen. So uh, not great, Bob. Um, so <laughs> let's try not to do that anymore. 
That's right. So the Public Theater announced its lineup for the 18th annual Under the Radar Festival running January 12th through the 30th, 2022, which is so soon with over 21 new artists. So make sure that you check that out if you're in the area, because this is a chance to support new voices. I didn't know a single name that was on this list, and that made me very happy. The only name that I had heard of was not one of the playwrights names, but was actually the name of one of the shows that had Mm -hmm. a fairly successful run. Um, at the Royal Court Theater in in the UK called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. Yes. And I got to be honest with you, I don't know what it's about. I'm a little uncomfortable with that title. Uh, yep. That mm-hmm. makes me super uncomfortable. Um, and there might be a really good reason for that title in the context of the show. But I still just have an issue with naming a show that. Violence Against Women? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so- no, I, the second I saw it, I went, oh. Yeah. Uh, so the Lehman Trilogy, in an uplifting tale, uh, is being developed <laughs> as a TV series for the international market by Italy's Fandango. The playwright uh, for the Lehman Trilogy has already fleshed out the material for his five-hour play in a novel. So we expect the series to drop fall of next year on Netflix because another project that they already have lined up is dropping in the spring. So uh, that's where I expect it to go. But it's it's really cool. Well, and what's interesting is is that the Lehman Trilogy was originally written in Italian. This was an Italian play yes. um, that was written in prose, and mm-hmm. then it was divided up by Sam Mendes into a into this script in that we kind of know it as today, and it was obviously translated. Mm-hmm. Um, so this makes sense, and obviously Netflix has had a lot of success with international content, and obviously they play to far more markets than just the U.S., but even things like you know, Squid Game um, shows that if you have interesting and you know, compelling content, even if it's not in English, people will watch. And I think that there's some issues with Lehman Trilogy as a play in terms of how it addresses um, the influence of, of, you know, slave owners on the Lehman financial, you know, institutions uh, early days, but it's a really compelling show. So I'll be interested to see what this is like and if I can figure out what any of the Italian words mean. You know what's really compelling about the Lehman trilogy? The Piano underscoring. You can find that on broadwayrecords.com. So a musical adaptation. And (laughs) and if you listen to this on Patreon and it's Uh still a part of Cyber Monday, use Uh code HOLIDAY25 and you can get 25% off. And you know how I know that, Grace? Because I asked you you for the code and then I bought two vinyls for my niece for Christmas. Well, they're for my niece. So I got Matilda and Anastasia. uh, Oh, my God. Because my 11-year-old niece wants to build a Broadway uh, musical vinyl collection. So that's Wait, why I... Matt, you know that the Anastasia vinyl, like, there's only so many left. There's literally not that many left. Like, oh, maybe wow. 10. Well, I got them. It shipped today. So it's on the, it's on its way. Um, so I'm very glad that I got that. So uh, that's why I asked you the other day if you, had a, if you guys were having yeah. a, a Cyber Monday code. So... Look at that. Look at that. It's the biggest sale of the year. <laughs> so a musical adaptation of But I'm a Cheerleader will have its UK premiere at the Turbine Theater early next year. The production will run from February 18th through mid-April at the Turbine Theater in London. So it's based on an iconic cult lesbian okay. classic. I know. I, I, okay, so well, sorry, we'll talk about it. Oh, with a book and lyrics by Bill Augustine and music by Andrew Abrams. The direction, they just added the director and choreographer, uh, director Tanya Azevedo. I really hope I'm getting that right. I couldn't find anything. And then choreography by Alexandra Saramiento. Um, 
I just want to uh, just quickly say I I can famously love musical adaptations of things and I love this movie with my whole vagina and I love um, lesbian stories being told. I am confused by why these two men are the ones telling it because <laughs> um, it's about conversion camp. Um, it's, it's a pretty big part of like lesbian culture, this one and, and feminist, uh, film lore. So that's, that's where I'm at with, with it. Yeah. I remember seeing this movie. I, it must've come out my freshman year of college. Um, and Natasha Leone's in it, Clea mm-hmm. Duvall, RuPaul is in it. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was a big deal at the time, you know, 20, mm-hmm. 22, 21 years ago. Um, it's a, it, I, I was surprised when I saw who was writing it as well. That being said, I don't know anything about these, uh, these two names that sound like they are men's names. Um, I don't know anything about these people, so I'm not going to cast aspersions, but it does sound like the director and choreography are both women. So I guess that is at least a positive in that regard. Okay. So I have two recommendations. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So this past week, Rita Moreno was featured on 60 minutes ahead of the West side story premiere in the coming days. We've included the link, uh, which is like a really great interview, but it's honestly just a 13 minute version dissection of a girl who decided to go for it, which is on Netflix. And I highly recommend it. It's a documentary about her life. Yeah. It's a documentary about her life and it is so incredible and heartbreaking and stunning. And it's essentially this uh, 60 minutes interview that she got to do. So uh, I'm happy about it. But uh, also if you just want the longer elaborate version, just watch, watch that documentary. That works. And then finally, another recommendation, Matt and I have not been on the same show for like two plus weeks when we've not gotten to talk about all the things that we saw. And I know that you already kind of did that on the show, but I just want to point out, we, we went so hard (laughs) at Freestyle Love Supreme, which I honestly had a really great time at. I had never seen the show. I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah. It was the third time I'd seen it, but the first time with like a star there. Um, not yeah. only was the aforementioned Jordan Fisher there, but James Monroe Iglehart, who is a member of Freestyle Love Supreme, joined the show as well. Um, so that was very cool. Like I'm, uh, I've been a longtime fan of Freestyle Love Supreme, dating back to their TV show on Pivot days before Hamilton was a thing. Um, yeah. Like I loved it back then, and to be able to to have seen it on Broadway now three times, I'm very very happy that this exists, and very very happy that it is going on tour. Uh, in 2022. Famously, you can listen to Matt talk to Tom Sesma on uh, our Patreon and Broadway radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get to see him in Sherlock Carroll and we were, we needed more Tom as the Needed point. more Sesma. Yeah, I believe we chanted. Se- what did we, we what want did we- Sesma. Yeah, we <laughs> no, want we Sesma. Knew- yeah, it was like, we want Tom. I don't know, but we were aggressively into it because also from there I sprinted with my cane over to the tick tick boom uh mm-hmm, food truck sure where you kindly <laughs> waited <laughs> for uh me to to get a, a blue grilled cheese yeah, so if weird. you want to see that it's on my tiktok and um it's been fun yeah. uh and then spring awakening was also that week but we've kind of already discussed it and then yeah. Assassins, we already kind of discussed, but Waitress with Jennifer Nettles was a really beautiful, cathartic. We were in her face 
Matt I mean, did not disclose where we were sitting. And it was an assault because we were we were what she was baking is my point. Yeah, we just kept walking towards the front and <laughs> when are we stopping? Yeah, she, I believe you said where are we where are we going? And I just said just come on, just follow me, keep keep hobbling down the aisle. Just ease on down the road. And we sat um, not front row center, but front row center to the right a little. We were we were pretty much right there. Um, like I've never felt the flower like I have ever <laughs> felt. Like, like literally what's inside. Oh, it's on my face. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's pretty close. Just, it was amazing. So thank you again. We had the best time. This is once again, why Matt needs to move to New York so we can go see shows all the time. Um, but yeah, so I hope that you all enjoyed hearing about Matt's trip. I certainly did. And, uh, that's kind of the show. So uh, well, I will, thanks, I, yeah, I have one more it. thing I'm going to throw in here. If you um, are a musical theater performer that lives and or works in the, um, central Florida region, um, I am going to stick an audition link in the show notes because I will be producing and directing a show at the Orlando Fringe Festival um, that we just opened up our audition uh, notice for. Um, so we will have that information in the show notes. It, it, we are looking for both men and women for um, a bunch of different parts um, of all ages, sizes, ethnicities, physical abilities, um, uh, gender identities, all that stuff. Everybody is open. The only issue is if you are an actor who is part of Equity, they you might not be approved to be a part of this uh, festival, but if you are interested in being a part of a show about women convicts who are sent to Australia in the late 1700s to help populate this new penal colony, um, it's an original show by my friend Elaine. Um, check out the audition notice in the show notes and uh, send in your information and we'll set up an audition. Sweet Lord, that sounds amazing. Finally, uh, today is Giving Tuesday. So if you're mm -hmm. listening to the show uh, on Giving Tuesday, great. Thank you. You're listening to it right now. Um, please make sure that you, if you can, contribute to a nonprofit theater in your area, especially a community theater. It um, it a little bit goes a long way with a lot of those things. You can help cover, you know, uh, everything from like a tiny costume to like the royalties to do that show that you've always wanted to see your child in, whatever it is, like choose Giving Tuesday to give, give to a nonprofit theater in your area. And on that note, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me at BWW Matt. Thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. Bye.